0: You don't need special gadgets to be a hero. With unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere, the Capital One Quicksilver card makes you the hero of every purchase. Whether it's headphones, a lounge chair, or even a well-deserved massage. Whatever the Quicksilver purchase, you're the hero. No fighting bad guys, getting in epic car chases, or parachuting out of buildings required. Simple, isn't it? The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. And this is Stuff You Should Know. Mm -hmm. The podcast. Yes, it is. Chuck. Josh. Um, How's it going?
0: Great. Great. I'm excited about this one. Really? How well, do you know my favorite casino, or favorite Scorsese movie is Casino. We talked about that. So. No way. Is it really? I think, I used to say it was a close second to Goodfellas, but mm-hmm. I believe this is edged. I watched it again the other day, man, and I love Casino the movie. Okay, I'll give it It might you. edge Goodfellas out.
1: I can't believe you're saying that, but to each his own, we always say. To
0: me, it's like flip a coin. That, Mean Streets, and Goodfellas, just like either of those three. They're all different.
1: I've not seen um, Mean Streets. <laughs> Should I?
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. That was the first one he did with De Niro. It's yeah. And Cattell. Uh,
1: Harvey Cattell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Casinos.
1: Casinos. Go. Well, now we've already talked about the movie, so are you still excited about this one? No. Okay. <laughs> we <laughs> get it. your favorite part out. Um, I read um, that casino winnings for June in Las Vegas, Nevada, or in Nevada as a whole, mm-hmm. We're up 16% over last year. Hey, that's good. Which is a good sign because one of the things that um, are pretty much recession-proof are stocks in vice, well, vices, basically, Yeah. like liquor company stock, tobacco company stock, and gambling company stock. Mm-hmm. By gambling company, of course, I mean like a casino or something like that, yeah. but- with the recession of 2008, even those kind of stocks were taking a hit. It was that much of a bath. Wow. So in the midst of all this talk about like a double dip recession and the downgrade um, by Moody's um, to uh, A plus for government bonds, the the fact that the, the uh, revenue in, in Nevada for gambling is up 16% is a good sign. Conversely, it's down like 8% in Atlantic City. But that's Atlantic City. AC
0: has struggled on and off over the years.
1: Since like the beginning, right? Yeah. I mean, even Trump took a bath there. Yeah. Yeah. Literally
0: um, and figuratively.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, you've been to plenty of casinos, right? You spend most of your time there.
0: <laughs> Not true, but I've been to Vegas a bunch. Just uh, living in L.A., you, you go more than oh, yeah, I'll bet. your average Joe White. Yeah. Because it's close. You can drive. Yeah. Work jobs there, film jobs and stuff.
1: I've been to, uh, Vegas a few times and I think those are the only casinos I've ever been to. I hate it. Or ones in Vegas.
0: <laughs> I hate Vegas now. Do you? Yeah, man. No, I'm done.
1: I like it. I like it if you go into Vegas with like a Vegas kind of mind set. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, I wouldn't ever spend like my yearly vacation there. Right. But I mean, a few days in Vegas, that's pretty cool. I like it. Couple. Of, I'm not a big gambler, though, either, so I don't go there and, like, there's not a, a chance that I'm going to come out of there like, my life is ruined. See, I love to gamble,
0: but do you, I don't do I it. I
1: do, too, but I'm I'm not a big gambler. Like, I can walk away at any time. Yeah, me, too. Yeah.
0: I just enjoy it, but I don't do it, so it's weird to say that I love gambling. What's, it, your, what's your game? Oh, uh, you know, blackjack, sports book. I think I told you before on the show that I usually go into the sports book and throw down some bets, and depending how I do on those... I'll gamble with that money Gotcha. at the tables.
1: Gotcha. It's fun. Okay. I'm going to have to try that next <laughs> time because I usually just walk up to the roulette table and go, here's some money. Oh, I lost. Here's oh, a little more. Oh, I I've lost. I've never
0: lost money faster in my life than at a roulette table. Yeah, it is pretty fast. It just but disappears. But when,
1: when it hits, it is thrilling. I'm sure. It is. That's what they count on. Yeah. So, um Chuck, you know, casinos, well, gambling itself is pretty ancient. The grabster who wrote this article... And included a Monty Python reference. Did you catch it? I don't know if I did. He mentions the Italian Inquisition. Oh, very nice. The noble people expected the Italian Inquisition. Pretty good. And were never caught gambling. Um, But uh, there's been uh, dice found in prehistoric sites. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, There's something called astragali, and they're uh, carved knuckle bones that were were the predecessors
0: of dice. Yeah, they look kind of like molars.
1: A little bit. And then after that were actual primitive six-sided die dice. That's right. And so we've been gambling. We've been shooting craps at least for <laughs> eons. A long time. Well, for, at the very least for millennia. Um, but casinos or places where you go to gamble didn't really come about until I think about the 15th or 16th century. And Venice was actually the birthplace of the casino, of the gambling hall.
0: I love it. Yeah. It's Italian. Yeah. It's, uh, initially there were, uh, these aristocrats in Italy would have these private parties at places called, a uh, Redotti. And at the Redotti, it was a private club for rich folks, but it was basically a gambling club because that's what went on there.
1: Right. And this is where the, the Monty Python reference comes in, where the, it was, it was illegal. Yeah. You weren't allowed to gamble, but the, uh, aristocrats knew. When to expect the Italian Inquisition.
0: Yeah, and they didn't do a lot of inquiring, from what I understand, too.
1: Right. So, um, but it it was known that, like, this is outlawed. But the, um, I guess, the fathers of Venice figured out that the people who were running the show there were making a ton of cash. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, And if they set up their own ridotto, right? Mm hmm. They could make their, make that cash themselves. So they did. They set up what was called the Redotto. With a capital R. (laughs) I love that. It was a four story gambling house. Yeah. Where they took all these different games and just put them under one roof. It was a casino. It was the first casino. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they, they even did things like give you, uh, food and beverages and keep you happy. And, uh, like you said, ran a variety of games. And, uh, the Grabster points out this is a big deal for a couple of reasons. A, it's government-sanctioned gambling house for right. the first time, and it's open to the general public. You yes. can just go down to the Redotto
1: and throw down some cash. You don't have to be an aristocrat or a noble person. Nope. You just go ahead and lay your money down.
0: That's right. And actually, the word casino is obviously Italian.
1: Right, but that that was different. So that was 1638 that Venice opened the Redotto. Yeah. It, it didn't last forever. No, no, no. Um, eventually, they... Uh, Tide of uh, public moral opinion turned against it, which happens a lot to gambling. Yeah. Um, and the Redotto was shut down, so the, um, the aristocrats went back to it again and went and, uh, started gambling again at what were called casinos, which are small little clubs, right? Yeah, that's what it means. A casino is a small little club. Yeah. And then they added gambling to it, and then hence the name that we know and love today casino.
0: Yeah, so the Redotto was broken up into smaller casinos, and they were uh, pretty popular and flourished.
1: Yeah, so um, that idea was exported from from Italy, or there were other places where it just kind of came up on its own. But Italy, for the most part, is known as the birthplace of the casino.
0: Yeah, France was big in- uh...
1: France is known as the birthplace of most of the casino games that we play today. Yeah, yeah. Roulette means little wheel in French. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baccarat means Bert Baccarat in, um, <laughs> in, uh, in Bert Baccarat in French.
0: It means crystal. That's not true. Uh,
1: and, uh, what else is there? Blackjack means, uh, 21, I believe, in French. Oh, yeah? Uh huh. <laughs> wow, didn't know that. So basically, the French invented a lot of games because they loved to gamble.
0: They did. And so did the United States, uh, early on. In the 1800s, in the Wild West, there were gambling riverboats on the Mississippi. Yeah poker games and card games for money. And then uh, kind of like with Prohibition, the, the moral conservatism kind of came on and uh, it stemmed the tide of gambling for a while up until uh, the Hoover Dam in Nevada kind of really put it back on the map again. Yeah. They so, legalized gambling.
1: Um, there was a huge, huge anti-gambling wave in like 19, basically the first decade and a half of the 20th century. Yeah. And it almost wiped out horse racing entirely. Like there were like 250 horse racing tracks at like in 1900 wow. in the U.S., and it went down to like 25 in like like 30 years. Um, so that same wave uh, basically broke up all gambling until, yeah, like you say, Nevada said, you know what, we're gonna buck the trend because there's not a lot going on here in Nevada. But we do have a new dam. Yeah, we're is- gonna call it Hoover Dam eventually. But for now, let's call it Bowler Dam. And tourists and, got into coming seeing it, still do. Yeah. It, I mean, it is a marvel. Still to this day, it's a marvel of, oh, yeah. of engineering. That's it's, awesome. it's, uh, it's, it's the pinnacle of humans' contempt for nature, you know? <laughs> oh, you want to flow as a river? No. <laughs> we tell you when to flow. <laughs> You're going to generate power for us instead. Exactly. So, um, from the get-go, Boulder Dam, now Hoover Dam was a tourist attraction. And Nevada said, why not get some money off of, uh, these, pork pies from iowa um while they come Mm -hmm. let's let them gamble yep and And that's what happened
0: and uh, gambling and and casinos had already been started bugsy siegel did not start that but he and meyer lansky famous gangsters did have a large hand in expanding the casino scene famously with the flamingo hotel and casino in 1946 yes that was a good movie too that was a great movie bugsy uh and today I think this number is still right. Nineteen of the twenty-five largest hotels by room number are on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, uh, the largest
1: in the world, twenty-five largest in the world. Yeah, I can believe that.
0: Sure, they're huge. And that's just—they're uh, still gambling downtown too. If there go is, to Fremont, if you really want the real Las Vegas,
1: yeah. So that's how that's how it started. There were downtown gambling houses, um, and then they figured out that if they, if if you, uh, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. So they spent some money to make. Tons of money. Tons of omelets. Yeah. Um, and they also, in a very uh, unusual kind of agreement, these, uh, these early strip makers uh, said, you know what? We're all going to go into this together. Sure, it's more competition. But if we're concentrated, we make this a destination. Not only is Nevada a destination for gambling, but this specific spot in Nevada is the destination for gambling. That's right. And it paid off like in ACES. Hey, nice. Thanks.
0: Yeah, and uh, since we're on Gangsters, uh, the mafia had a lot to do with the Las Vegas casino operation for a long time until they eventually, money kind of won out, and real estate developers had more money than the mob. Yeah. Said, you know what, we need to clean this up and make it legit and buy you out, essentially. Yeah. And as I understand it, it's mafia doesn't have anything to do with it these days because – it's just too big of a risk.
1: Yeah, and the, their money's not needed
0: for a while. They're, they're, exactly. They're, they had the money, and they
1: also had the willingness too. One of the reasons the mob got into Vegas was because uh, the rest of the country saw Vegas as Sin City. It's a yeah. it's a place of ill repute. Gambling is is sinful, and uh, we're morally opposed to it. So I don't want my customers at my bank. To, to withdraw their money so they right. can invest in your casino. Right. But then Meyer Lansky or, um. So there's other ways of getting money. Right. He said, you know what? I've got no problem with this. Yeah. Here's some money. Uh, the Teamsters, uh, were heavily invested in, yeah. g- in Vegas. That's true. But yeah. But then Trump was like, I got way more money than you guys.
0: Yeah. And that's why one reason Vegas was, was Sin City for a long time. And you can still get into some trouble there. But since the nineties, it has become a much more of a family destination.
1: It's starting to swing back the other way a little
0: more. I hear they're trying to do that. Some casinos are opening up with like rules against kids and. Oh yeah.
1: Plenty of them yeah. have it. Yeah. It's like, get your kid out of here. But there's also this is a casino Circus for Circus sake. and
0: Excalibur and with like nothing but kids, Treasure Island. Yeah. All those places. Yeah. Ooh.
1: Hey, everybody, it's time to talk about Squarespace and in particular Squarespace's Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system only from Squarespace. It makes it easier than ever for anybody to unlock unbreakable creativity.
0: That's right. That's because you start with a best in class website template. Then you customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site.
1: Yep, you can use your site to easily sell custom merch through your online store. You can upload, organize, and access all your content from one place with your asset library. And those amazing website templates are all flexible, with designs for every category and use case.
0: That's right. So just go to squarespace.com/stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: And so, and we should say, Chuck, that we just gave like the history of Vegas, and Vegas is obviously like the crown jewel of the gambling world around the world. Sure. But there's also other like just world class casinos, like Monaco, uh, Monte Carlo, a city in Monaco, (laughs) um, which is a principality built exclusively on gambling money. Yeah, like Vegas. Um, Yeah, uh, there's uh, Macau is uh, off the coast of Hong Kong. That's like gambling paradise now. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, where else is there? There's Riverboat City. There's Reno. Indian
0: Reservations. Yeah.
1: So it, it's, uh, we didn't mean to neglect anybody, I right. guess, is what I'm saying. And the, the you know, that four story gambling house, the Ridotto. Yeah. Um, that has translated very, very well in Japan. They have uh, things that are called pachinko parlors, oh, which yeah, are usually multi story um, outfits where you just. Is it all pachinko? Uh, The first floor is usually all pachinko. Gotcha. And it's also like you, you you, can go in there and play all day and no one will know because you can't see through the cigarette smoke in there. It is crazy. <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah.
0: They, they smoke a lot over there.
1: So there's gambling all over the world. We're aware of that.
0: Yeah, I got some stats, some gaming stats. Uh, in 2009, 70% of U.S. adults placed a wager of some kind uh, to the tune of $900 billion at casinos, <laughs> racetracks, lottery, and then like poker games and dog tracks and otb places and stuff like that. Yeah. But um I think of that gross gaming revenue was 80.5 billion and about 57 billion of that was casino based whether land or uh riverboat casinos. Wow. 30, 30 billion, 26 of that was from tribal casinos and the other 30 was from just standard casinos.
1: That's definitely up from when this article was written because it was 22.62 billion in 2005 for uh, Native American casinos and 31.85 billion for everything else in the U.S.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: That's significant.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that, that's 41 states. 41 states have casinos. Yeah. Or allow casinos. Georgia's not one of them.
1: No, but Georgia allows gambling in the form of lotteries. Yes, and everything. And video poker.
0: Yeah, everything but Hawaii and Utah allow some form of wagering. Right. I wonder what Hawaii's deal is. I don't know. Utah makes sense.
1: Yeah, totally. But Hawaii. I, I, I have no idea what Hawaii's. Maybe they're just like, yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, I'll find out. We're surfing, eating spam. Right, exactly. It's a spam-cation. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, Chuck, why is there so much money in gambling? If it's all games of chance- yeah. Uh, why is there so much money in owning a casino? You know
0: why, Josh? Why? Because every single game a casino offers has a statistical edge built in for the casino. Otherwise, that's how they make their dough. Yep. That
1: is, uh, there's your fact. They're, these are not Everyone games knows that. <laughs> I and didn't
0: it, know that. Sure. It, well, it ranges from, uh, I think about the lowest you can get is, uh, Baccarat. At about 1.6%. One, 1. It can
1: go as low as, uh, I think, 0.6-something, point point point, point yeah. Is the
0: casino advantage all the way up to the sucker's bet of all time, which is the slot machine, which gives the casino a 25% edge on a- average.
1: And the reason it stops at 25% is because, by law, most, um, yeah. most states say if you're going to have slots or video poker or whatever... Since it's computer-operated randomly, <laughs> yeah, I'm making yeah. air quotes, you have to set it so that it, it, there's 75% of the time they have a chance of winning. Yeah. 25% sure. of the time you're playing that, you have no chance of winning.
0: Yeah, and they'll they'll change the slot. Some casinos will say, like, our slots pay out 80% or 90% to try and get you in there. But that is where the casino makes 70% of their revenue is from n- slots. From slots. Nickel slots, quarter slots, whatever. Whatever slots. Yeah, um,
1: There's a... Uh, are we talking about games?
0: Yeah, let's get into it.
1: So, yeah, if you go to a casino, there's obviously going to be slots, and they are absolutely everywhere. I've never been a big slot guy. It's just over too fast. There's it's not too much boring. to it. It is a little boring. Um, I like blackjack.
0: Blackjack's a lot of fun.
1: Uh, I played blackjack in Paris, in Vegas, and uh, it was like the middle of the day, and uh, my brother-in-law and I were the only ones at the table. And um, I was like, hit me. And the guy hit me. And I was like, hit me again. And the dealer went and just shook his head. I've had them do that, too, and very I subtly. was like, like
0: oh, okay. Dude, you don't want to hit. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm sure
1: the pit boss is like, you know, the, he's got X number of times he can do that in a day or whatever. But yeah. I, I thought it was very nice. I ended up spending more money, I'm sure.
0: Well, that's exactly why he did it. Yeah. They they want to keep your butt in that chair. And sometimes they might allow the dealer to say, like, are you certain, sir?
1: Wait a, wait a minute. <laughs> he, he didn't do it to be nice. <laughs> He may have been being nice. He was definitely being nice, but yes, I'm sure overall. He may be instructed.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it works on the inside. But
1: yeah, I was, I was told, I was told not to. He said no when I told him. Right. And, uh, yeah, I came out a little bit on top, I think.
0: So, Blackjack Josh, you got about a 2% house edge. Not bad as far as gambling goes. Um, and if you play by the statistical strategy that they say you should play by, there are rules. Like, if you follow this, then chances are you could win some money, but. Right. People, what happens is you get caught up, you like hit when you shouldn't, you lay down more money to try and make up for what you've lost. Yeah. And that's when they take you. Yeah. Or you can count cards.
1: And you can count cards. Which is legal. If you go to MIT, they'll teach yeah. you how to count cards, right? And not yeah. that what that movie was about?
0: Yeah, the MIT blackjack team. Um, for the movie 21. If
1: you count cards and they figure out that you're counting cards, you're gone. Like, I don't think they can break your hand, but you're out of the casino for sure.
0: They can, do a lot of things up until that point to make it harder but i think if they they verify that and they know that you're counting cards i think they can't ask you to leave even though it is not against the law
1: no but a casino has rules against it exactly yeah
0: all right so that's blackjack got to um, get come closest to 21 without going over
1: oh yeah did we say that
0: yeah and we we're not going to there's we're not going to break down each of these games so specifically no and-
1: each of these could have their own podcast. Yeah, exactly. They
0: won't, but they could. So that's that's that. Slots. By the way, there are spam slots.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's cool.
0: Boogie Nights slots. What,
1: that's what we need. Is we need a stuff you should know slot
0: machine. <laughs> well, there are all kinds of crazy themes. Boogie yeah, but, Nights, the Terminator. I mean, do you realize
1: how much we would have arrived <laughs> awesome. if we had our own slot machines? That'd be cool. We'd go broke playing them. I bet we could make that happen. <laughs> I don't know no? about that. No? Okay.
0: So You got Boogie Nights... Oh yeah, just all sorts of crazy themes. And recently it was in the news because there are Happy Days machines and everyone but Fonzie and Richie sued because they're like, dude, we're not getting, seeing any money from these slot machines that all my friends are telling me that our faces are on.
1: That's what Happy Days sued for? I thought it was like DVDs. And no, no, stuff no. Like it's that. all
0: sorts of back payment that oh, they say gotcha. they're not getting, but the slots is what tipped off the mom. Like someone called her was like, oh, I saw you on a slot machine. She's like, really? Huh. So she banded together with Potsy and. Uh,
1: yeah, everybody except Fonzie and um and Richie, Richie,
0: because yeah. <laughs> they they still have money.
1: Yeah. Um, wow, that's an awful thing to say. Yeah. They, they, I imagine that they didn't. They, I, when I read that, I didn't know that it was slot machines that tipped them off. But I thought, I hope Ron Howard like paid for their legal team.
0: Yeah, I think they just settled recently. Actually, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, roulette, of course, one of my favorites. Yeah, if you want to see your money disappear before your very eyes, go play some roulette.
1: Yeah, so there's, uh, 36 spaces on a little wheel. Numbers, uh, one through, no, I'm sorry, there's 38 spaces. Numbers one through 36 with a zero and a double zero, right? Yeah. Very, very simply put, the dealer spins the wheel. You got black and red too. Yeah, well, you can, you can bet on all sorts of things. Sure. There's the table where you bet on, you can bet on it being a color. Um, Landing on a black or a red yeah. color, you can bet on the specific number and the color. Does just the number. Just that. Like I'm gonna bet on 22, and it comes up, At, and it pays off. When it well, melts. yeah. Um, and depending if you, I think it pays two to one if you, um, if you correctly bet on red or black, and then it just gets more it involved escalates. from there. Yeah. But the dealer spins the wheel, and then a ball is dropped in, and it spins around and bounces, and then whatever number color it lands on. If you bet on that, baby, you are rolling in it. <laughs> but I think roulette, I think the reason I like it, it's just so, it's such an elegant game. There's a wheel that spins and it's You feel like, like you're in Monte Carlo. I, I Very much so. Yeah. I think that's why I like
0: roulette the most. Uh, House Edge is between 5 and 7%, um, even though it varies because there's so many different bets and payouts.
1: Right. Craps. Craps I know almost nothing about.
0: It's the most fun game in Vegas or at a casino, in my opinion. It's the most social game. You hear a lot of people having a lot of fun, and chances are it's coming from the craps section. Yeah. Because you're involved. You're throwing the dice. That has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my advice, if you want to play craps, it's really complicated with all the bets, but make it really easy and pick out, like, learn two or three little simple bets that you can make and just stick to those. Okay. It's good advice. That's my advice. Unless you're really good and you know all that stuff, then just go wild.
1: Right. If you if you know all that stuff, you're probably <laughs> not gonna take stuff. our advice on craps.
0: Uh Kino Josh is a big ripoff well it's, it's like it's, it's a lottery, a lottery yeah.
1: inside the the um, the casino. There was a scandal, um, some guy from Vegas who worked at the Nevada Gaming Commission, um, they use random number generators to to just run the kino games, right? Sure. It's all computer operated. The thing is is there's no such thing as randomness with a computer. Like it just doesn't exist. It's a right. computer, right? So it's a program. So it, this guy figured out um, the basically the pattern that comes up, the, the underlying pattern wow. to all of it. And he and a buddy went to Atlantic City. And he stayed up in the room and watched the keynote um, <laughs> play out basically on, the, on their TV. Uh-huh. And he um, called down to the guy and told him what to bet based on what numbers were about to come up. And this guy... Won so much that the security followed him up to was to the room and found the guy there, found out he was from Vegas, and were like, why would you come to Atlantic City to play Keno? And that was that. That was in an article in Harper's, I you think. you know what happened to him? He got busted, I'm sure. He I mean, doesn't is there a, a new in hole in the desert? not any longer. Ah, okay. Yeah. I don't know if Atlantic City has that kind of pull in Vegas, though, where they can, you know, rub you out.
0: They don't dig a hole in the desert there. They just uh, do the old cement shoes in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Sleeps with the fishes. Toss you off the boardwalk.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then you have to pay for the guy you just killed to the to the people in Vegas, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you got Baccarat, which we've talked about. Um, if you've never played it, it seems complicated, but it's really not. The object is to get close to nine instead of 21, but you only get two or three cards. And the total, if it's more than 10, you defer to the right-hand number. So. If you get a 9 and a 6, your hand isn't 15. Your hand is 5.
1: What? If you get a 9 and a 6, your hand isn't 15. It's 5. Yep. Where does the, the d- 5 come from in there?
0: 1, 5. It's the digit on the right-hand side. If your hand totals 13, your hand is really a 3. If it's a 12, right, a it's really a 2. but a 9 and a 6,
1: there's no 5 in there?
0: No, a 9 and a 6 total 15.
1: Oh, I got you. So yeah, you yeah, yeah. add it up and then take the right-hand digit of the double digit?
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. And your object is, yes, it's, I mean, it's not easy, but it sort of is easy. That
1: I've never played because, as is pointed out in the article, like, it's usually, that's away from the rest of the casino. And, yeah, it's like you have to be wearing a tuck to get into the Baccarat
0: part. It's typically known as a big money game. Yeah. Because the guys, because, you know why, it's because it's got the best or the least amount of statistical advantage. So if you've got a lot of money, you're probably smarter to be playing Baccarat.
1: Yeah, and because of that low statistical advantage, um, a lot of times casinos say, hey, thanks for playing. You owe us 3% of everything you just won.
0: Yeah, I think Baccarat is one of those that takes it off the top, right? Is that right? I think so.
1: I would imagine poker's like that as well. It's called a rake in poker.
0: Yeah, they essentially just, you're, what you're doing in, in poker is they're hosting the game essentially and supplying you with a dealer right, for a fee.
1: Right. So there, sometimes you're charged, um, the rake will be based on how long you spend in there or how much you win, that kind of thing. Yeah. But poker's poker. That's right. Right. And then there's video poker, which is pretty close to slots that has, um, laws that say you have to pay out. Yeah. X percentage of time, that kind of thing.
0: Another sucker game, if you ask me.
1: Yeah. They have those all over the place here in Atlanta, like in gas stations and stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, and interestingly, slots and in video poker aren't monitored. They're just set up and you just go play. They, they don't have like cameras above each one like right. they do all the other games.
1: Yeah. Well, they don't have people watching the slots area or yeah, video poker. Yeah, they're
0: self-managed, essentially. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well.
1: So, Chuck, let's talk about the casino experience,
0: shall we? Well, they get you in there. They load you up on liquor while you're playing for free, which helps. They give you food comps sometimes. Like, hey, sir, would you like two buffet tickets here? And would I? They they won't you show have you two. <laughs> they won't show you any uh, clocks. You won't find any big clocks or windows in yeah. casinos. To this day, they
1: um, the whole thing is designed to to. Basically, um, I guess simulate eternal twilight, early
0: evening. Yeah, the night's just the evening. lights are it's dim, still young. And that is the weird thing when you, you can't tell. And people gamble at all hours. That's why I was surprised. Like you'll go down at four in the morning, and you can't tell the difference between that and noon. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah,
1: a little creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. They yeah. do not pump in oxygen. No, they don't. Apparently, that would be extremely illegal, which makes sense. It's a felony. It's basically drugging people but the whole premise of that was that you um basically gave people a rush or it kept them awake. Yeah. So they would stay and not get tired. Yeah. Uh contrary to that, um like you said people will often be comped food, drinks, rooms, kind of drunk, you might spend a little more. But yes, if you are if you are lucky enough to be comped the room, um and you're a slot person, you're probably a member of the slot club. Yeah. which you need to join when you um when you check in. It usually doesn't cost anything, but basically you have a card that tracks your play. Sure. Um, and you don't want to be bashful about this. You don't want them to notice you. You want to if you if you're looking to get comped, you go ahead and let them know you're you're here to play.
0: Yeah, and and if you want to get comped and you're not a slot person, you can just ask. If you have a lot of money you want to spend, and you're like, this is what I'm going to start doing this. Uh-huh. You tell them you go to someone and say, hey. I need to get my play rated. Uh, and they will basically just put you on a list and say, okay, we'll start tracking and seeing what kind of money you're losing.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, but, as the grabster points out, it is a sucker bet to spend more than you normally would or to, get to stay comped. longer yeah. just to get comps, That's dumb. Because you're going to spend more money in losses yeah. than you would just having gotten the room or gotten the buffet.
0: Yeah, and Vegas is still cheaper maybe than some places but it's not like the old days where it was like a hotel room is 20 bucks and the buffet is 595 like it's it's a a vacation destination now they get you with the room charges now too or the shows the shows awesome shows the kids uh they got stuff for the whole family now to keep everyone busy while mom and dad are giving away their money exactly. their college fund right
1: <laughs> so chuck um security's kind of an issue right yeah, there's the ubiquitous eye in the sky, which apparently they don't necessarily have over the slot areas.
0: Yeah, every um, other table's got a camera watching it.
1: And the whole the whole process of um, security is ground up, right? the fr- The first defense in, um, I guess, against cheating or fraud or theft is the dealer him or herself. Yeah, because they're really paying attention to the game. And they're going to see clear as day if you're palming cards or um, uh, counting cards, whatever you're
0: doing. They're trained to look out for that stuff.
1: Right. And they know this game is literally their job to play this game every day for hours on end. Um, So they know if something's weird about it, right?
0: Yeah. And then above them, you got table managers and pit bosses watching out over an area.
1: Right. And they're not just watching customers. They're watching the dealers. Sure. And the oh, managers. Yeah. Sure. Everybody's watching everybody else.
0: Yeah. God, that was a great part in Casino. You know, yeah. When they break down the security. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. I had a moment there. God, that when, uh, he busts the, the country bumpkin who's not, who's got taken on the slots. Yeah. And that his country bumpkin, uh, uncle tried to get him like reinstated. De Niro's like, I can't do it. Yeah. He's like, you sure you want to think about this? And he has that great line. He's like, what you people don't ever realize is it. You're all just guests here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right, because he eventually left.
1: The The guy who got taken on the slots, his name was, he used to host like a B-movie yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, like Billy
0: Bob something. Yeah,
1: he was awesome. Yeah, agreed. I can't remember. He was great, though. Uh, he was a pretty funny dude. Um, and I don't know what happened to him. He's around, I'm sure. Okay. Um, and then above that, you have security who are monitoring everything on
0: TV, Right. Lots and lots of TVs, lots and lots of cameras, and they can train each one to look at whatever they want. Like, it's not just the tables, all the ins and outs, the exits, the bathroom, not in the bathrooms, but these are all heavily policed by cameras, and... uh I don't know. I could see them monitoring the bathrooms. I could see that, too, actually. Yeah. And in Ocean's Eleven, if you remember, mm-hmm. one of the little tricks they used to get the cameras out of the way was Casey Affleck and... and uh James Kahn's kid, what's his name? James Kahn's kid. <laughs> they got in the argument, and, and he let go of the balloons, and the balloons covered the camera just oh, yeah. long enough to yeah. uh, to get whatever they needed to get done done. Yeah. That was a great movie, too. Yeah. The first one was really good, I think. And not the original, I mean the first Soderbergh. Right. Okay.
1: The original was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I Agreed. could watch
0: that, like, all day, every day. True. I like I like the the redo as well, though.
1: Okay. I thought it was glib. Oh really? Yeah. Matt was glib. I thought the whole thing was glib. <laughs> um. So Chuck, if you're a chump like me and you walk around casinos with like your mo- your your money in your hands, right? Just kind of smiling at people, like, where do I put this? Yeah. Uh, how do you stay on security's good side? Well, since you're the
0: casino expert, here's a few tips. You don't want to touch any of the gaming equipment. Like, don't grab the roulette wheel and say, "This feels neato. <laughs> Don't uh they say not to use two hands to do anything. Right. Like always kind of keep one hand off off the, the stuff.
1: And it doesn't hurt to keep the other hand in sight, the hand you're not using. Yeah, in don't, sight
0: on the table. Yeah, don't go up to a craps table with like one hand in your pocket <laughs> and then like lower the dice below the table right. and then blow on them and then right. throw them. And also don't ever ever
1: tickle the dealer. They don't like that.
0: Yes. You're not supposed to you can't hand your money to a dealer. Always lay your money no, you on the put table. It on the
1: table, and don't expect them to cash anything out. They'll give you chips, but when you want your chips to turn back into money, yeah, the, the dealer's not going to help you.
0: Which we should mention: the reason they use chips is a) to keep track of things easier, and b) because you feel a lot better losing a hundred-dollar chips chip than you do a hundred-dollar bill.
1: Yeah, it's it's just like a debit card. That's right. Like I, there's so many things that you normally just wouldn't buy if you had to shell out cash for it. Yeah, but you totally get because it's debit card.
0: Yeah. Uh, You can watch people play, but just watch. Don't go up to people at the table and start talking to them.
1: Don't tickle other players.
0: Don't tickle players. Don't touch your chips after you've placed a bet. It's final. Once you put it down, don't reach across the table and knock over everyone else's chips. Ask for some help. Yeah. And uh, don't like put your drink on the table. Although I've done that. People do that. They say not to do that, but I've done that. I don't think it's the end of the world.
1: Agreed. Especially blackjack. There's no other place to put it usually. There might be like a little thing right here, like, no, hanging yeah, off edge right of the though. table. A lot of times, it's just what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Exactly. Um, so, Chuck, we talked about riverboat gambling and Native American casinos. Yes. And both of those are fairly recent in origin. Really, about the early 1990s, late 80s, right? Yeah. So, uh, Native American casinos, their existence can be traced back to one guy. Uh, he was the head of the um, the Cabazon tribe yeah. from California, and his name was Arthur James Wellmes. and basically he figured out a loophole in the way that uh, Native American territory is treated. It is technically sovereign ground, right? Yes. But criminal law extends into the sovereign area, so if you murder somebody... That you committed a crime, and the federal government has jurisdiction to yeah. investigate that crime. But if something is legal in that state where that territory is, then by extension, there's no crime that can possibly be committed if that is carried out within the Native American territory. It becomes a matter of civil law. Civil law doesn't extend in the Native American territory, right?
0: Yeah, so basically they said, hey, if you can allow gambling in California, and our our reservations in California... Even if it's just a lottery. Yeah, then we can do that here however we want. Because it's a civil matter. Exactly.
1: And as an aside related to that, if you fall and break your leg at a Native American casino, you're not going to be able to, to sue anybody no uh, no, no redress for that.
0: No redress. And uh, riverboats, Josh, how that usually works is you uh, go on a cruise, quote unquote. Two-hour cruise. But uh, it's not so much a cruise because you don't go anywhere. Uh, the boat just stays there, and that's just your allotted time. Two hours. And it is specific, and you can't just say, can I stay a little longer? No,
1: they're probably like, no, but you can leave and then come back.
0: Yeah, and, and a lot of times they'll have... A a loss limit, too. They'll be like, you can't lose over $500. Right. But apparently,
1: uh, much the same way with the government in Venice, um, state legislatures have been like, well, you know, we've really come to depend on this riverboat gambling tax money. So, you know what? Go crazy. Right. Go nuts. (laughs) Stay on as long as you want. Lose as much as you like. We are uh, rolling in it because of you. So, Chuck, um, I guess if a casino comes to your town, anybody who's ever seen that Simpsons episode knows that it's a boon for the community, right? Big business, dude. Everyone's happy. Everyone's making tons of money Everybody's off of it. Everybody's got jobs. Like, it's money for free. Yeah, exactly. Not true. No. So studies show that there's actually a negative economic impact on um, a local community by a casino. And it's pretty simple why. Most casinos' play is carried out by locals who come into the casino and lose their money, not necessarily by tourists who wouldn't have come there otherwise and are having an economic impact. That definitely accounts for a substantial portion, but when you take it all into account, the local economy actually loses money when a casino comes to town.
0: That's right, Josh. At least
1: several studies have shown that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, we'll get into gambling maybe on a different show, but we should point out that – The dark side of casinos is about 25% of their profits are generated from the 5% of addicted gamblers. Yes. So that's 25% of their profits are coming from people who have gambling problems.
1: Right, and probably most of those people live like down the street.
0: Yeah, maybe even work at casinos.
1: Yeah.
0: We should do one on gambling. There's so much more there. We will. I don't want to breeze over that. Okay. So uh, that's it for casinos, though.
1: If you want to know how craps works... We have a how craps works article. Yeah, we have articles on most of the games that we talked about in here. Um, you can type any of those up, or you can find links to them within the casino article. You can just type casino, C A S I N O, yeah, mm-hmm. which means social club. It's a casino. Um, in the handy search bar at howstuffworks.com, which means it's time for listener mail. Wow.
0: what? <laughs> what happened to you? Are you right? Yeah, we got a, we got a little. Plug for our audiobook we got to insert here. I'm yes. <laughs> we have two audiobooks now. Yeah, but the most recent one is the one that we're plugging.
1: Yes. Okay, so go
0: ahead. It is the Super Stuff Guide to Happiness. Mm-hmm. And it features us and Josh's niece and interview subjects mm-hmm. and different music and sound design. And it's uh, about an hour and 17 minutes. Yep. And
1: uh, oh, just nothing but goodness.
0: Agreed. Even though it won't necessarily make you happy.
1: Right. Well, how, how are people going to buy this?
0: You can Go to iTunes and buy it for three ninety nine in the U.S. And it could be a little more if you're in Australia. Sorry. I'm told. But they, they said I actually told them I owed them three bucks. And they said... I saw that. We're going to take you up on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw that. You need to be careful saying things like that. I know.
0: So, uh, yeah. Help support us. Buy it on iTunes. Makes us look good. We don't get any of it. No, that's true. But it does make us look good. That's right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and it makes us feel good,
1: too. That's true. Yeah, so now it's time for Listener Mail.
0: Josh, this one I'm going to call kind of gross but funny. Uh, just listen to Can You Sweat Colors, guys. It brought to mind a harrowing question that my friends and I have been grappling with for years. Sit down and prepare yourself for this. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Would you rather sweat ranch dressing or always smell like Chinese food? And here are the clarifications. You would only sweat the ranch dressing in times that would normally cause you to sweat. Uh, The ranch dressing is consumable.
1: Oh, that's a plus.
0: The Chinese food smell is the general smell of a small Chinese food takeout joint. No amount of washing will make you not smell like Chinese food, nor will perfumes and colognes abolish the smell. They will simply complement it. Let me know, guys. P.S. Follow me on Twitter. It would make me feel special. That is Clay... C-L-A-Y, capital G-N, on Twitter. A.K.A. Clay Aiken. This His name is Clayton N. So, Clayton, my answer is I would rather smell like Chinese food because I'm such a heavy sweater. The ranch thing would just be infinitely more embarrassing.
1: I wish you'd sweat ranch.
0: And you could always explain away the Chinese food saying, God, sorry, man, I just went and had Chinese food. But right. you can't right. explain ranch. Yeah. Sweat.
1: No. No. Neither can medical science. What's my your answer? answer is
0: neither. <laughs> Although my friend Eddie loves ranch dressing so much, he might elect for that. Yeah. He would just sweat over his pizza. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, if you have a question for us,
1: unanswerable or otherwise, and you want to tweet it to us, we're always on Twitter. It's SYSK Podcast. Tweet to that. You can go like us on Facebook, uh, stuff you should know. That's facebook.com slash stuff you should know. And you can always send us an email to Stuff Podcast at howstuffworks.com.
0: Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join How Stuff Works staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?
2: Discover
0: a career that matters at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Be part of an innovative team delivering world-class health care and benefits to America's veterans. Enjoy robust benefits, work-life balance, and career development opportunities. Join a diverse and inclusive community that values your unique background and skills, a community where nearly one in three of your colleagues are veterans themselves. Apply now at vacareers.va.gov.